Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Ollie. And me, Jimmy. In this episode of the pod, we're going to talk about the Millwall game and how bad it was. Uh, the fullbacks. We've got a couple of quick fire questions for you again. We're going to talk about our home and away form and then we're going to look ahead to the whole city game. So, yeah, enjoy. Too bad, facts. Not bad. Good, 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 good. Yeah, not bad considering how bad yesterday was. Yeah, I've had better Saturdays. Yeah, a bit disappointed. Weather wasn't great yesterday either, but um, no, it wasn't. First defeat since New Year's Day, I think. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Not including that cup debacle. Yeah. So, just just before we get into it, um, again. As I say every week, you can find us on social media or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for From The Finney. And if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, uh, just give us an email on fromthefinney at gmail.com and we'll give you more information about what you can expect from that. So, yeah, back to the Millwall game. Um, Yeah, it was pretty pants after the opening 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes at a push. Absolutely pants. Um, yeah, you've got to give you've got to give full credit to Millwaller. Let's yeah. let's be honest, right? What great shape, great formation, great game plan. Like, mm. we just couldn't live with it. And it. I mean, you know, Alex Neil matched him up, but it took him eighty three minutes. Yeah, you know, it's in like um, get, Maguire went on with a piece of paper, give it to Galley, and all of a sudden we went three five two. It's like, well, we probably should have done that at half time, really, because we couldn't yeah. live with their formation. As soon as they settled into the the game, you know, there was only one team that even look like scoring. I know we've had those two early chances, but yeah, I think it is a different game if you if we take either of those DJs. You know, he should be doing better than that. Yeah, he hit, he hit the keeper pretty much, didn't he? Yeah, it was straight at him. Mm. But it's either, either side of it, it's probably a goal, isn't it? But, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think it's just a bad day at the office all around and just ourselves down and go again Saturday. But, yeah, I just, you know, Millwall were excellent in terms yeah. of their shape. Couldn't fault. <clears throat> Yeah, a couple of things to say on that. We've played Gary Rowett's team seven times, never won a game against Gary Rowett. Um, yeah, four sure. different clubs. I'll say as well, he look, I think he's improved Millwall quite a lot and they actually have got some good players now. We've got some, both the lads in centre mid yesterday, Woods and Malumbi, very good footballers. Um, and I thought both their wing-backs were decent yesterday. Murray Wallace... Yeah. Used to be used to be more of a centre back, but he did a job at, at wing back. And um, I've always rated Romeo at, at right wing back. Um, and they just they they had more energy than us. I think we looked knackered by the 60th minute yesterday. Yeah, yeah we uh, had the best Arnold yesterday. Yeah, 
Starnock. I know. I was saying to you, do, Jake. Do we know what what that is, by the way? It's that hamstring just again, isn't it? Yeah. Hamstring. Uh, I was saying to you before the game, I'd hope you make Jake in the pub three or four changes. Uh, the only change he made in in the front six was Nugent. Um, so we just just didn't have any energy second half, and the subs just didn't work. Yeah, they looked knackered, um, didn't they? They saw it out quite comfortably, to be fair. And uh, they look like a proper championship team now, don't they, Millwall? Mm. Tough yeah. game. But... It, arguably, they, they should have had more than the one. Yeah. yeah, it should have been two or three. Yeah. It's in the bar. And... Yeah, there was the Bradshaw chance, and then I think they created another couple of half opportunities as well that we managed to scramble clear. Mm. Next made two or three good saves again yesterday. Yeah, he did, he did well. Man at match, me. I don't. I know that's not saying much because the rest of them weren't up to much, but that kept us in it. I don't. You know, I read a bit like it's his fault for for the goal, but I don't really. I don't really think that. You know, you look at uh, in Parky's position from the corner. He's just not got out quick enough. That's why the guys had a free header. It's nothing yeah. to do with that. I mean, it's on the edge of the six yard box, granted, but if Parky gets out quicker, the lads offside. Yeah, so, I think yeah. a common a common theme is we don't clear set pieces enough. No. The first, the first, the first contact from set pieces, and the second contact is always shocking. I think it was Gally who tried to head it away yesterday. Probably yeah. got the header about five Lo- yards. Looped yeah. it up, didn't um, it? And we, we don't clear our lines well enough from set pieces. It's been a bit of an issue. I did, I did think uh, on first watching that Deck was at fault. I thought he could have come, come for it. But then having watched it back, I don't see how he could no. have. Or he's not, he's, he's not at fault one bit for it really. Can't do anything, can he? No. Free header, free header about six yards out. Um, so, yeah, they were probably, is Cooper probably the biggest player in the league, I'd say? Or six, definitely. Six foot four, isn't he? Nah, he's more than that. I reckon he's like six, 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 seven. Cooper. According to the internet, he's six foot four, but. Nah, he's massive, yeah. isn't he? <clears throat> like you said, Ollie, he looks about six, five, six, six, doesn't he? Actually, a good player as well, him. Good defender, yeah, good on the ball as well. Yeah. We were talking, weren't we, Jimmy, just before Ali got on about how, um, was it every minute of Millwall's last 108 games? Yeah, he's played every minute, hasn't he? I saw that stat before. In the league, it's very good. Yeah. I mean, that impressed me about their centre-halves yesterday because they weren't just good defensively, they were good going forward as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit like the Sheffield United tactic in terms of you know, getting forward as, as centre-halves. I think they call yeah. it underlapping full-backs, or underlapping centre-halves, whatever they call it. You know that chance that Cooper had in the first half. It's a great, it's a great chance. Yeah. It's good to see by deck, but it's because he's got forward. Yeah, I think a lot of people are uh, been criticising Clark, maybe rightfully so. But the way they set up, they had a quite a lot of three v twos on our on our right hand side because Cooper was getting forward, the wing back, and then the centre mid was going out wide as well, and they had Bob Varson out there. Yeah, so. it's Bob Varson. I think um, Wallace as well, the left left sided left wing back. Yeah, Murray Wallace. Yeah, Murray Wallace was in front of us that first half, and you, you could tell like Barker a bit slow getting back into into shape, but mm. they didn't know what to do with the extra man. Yeah, so you know it was you know Brown wasn't coming out, Pearson wasn't coming out, so it, it did leave us, I suppose, in that situation where either Bowers got to come over and cover, and then it makes space for your Bradshaw and um, is it the other Wallace, Jed Wallace on yeah. The, yeah. the right. So I was just really impressed with our shape. Yeah. You know, they went three four three and then five four one when they defended. It was yeah. just a 
was a solid shape. And... <clears throat> I think they, they, they probably knew what to expect from us as well, didn't they? Because they sat in a bit for the first 10 minutes, and that's probably what allowed us to to play as well as we did. But, you know, if we, if we don't score, which obviously we didn't in that opening 10, 15 minutes, then... You know, games there for them to, to yeah. go and take it, and and they sat in weathered the storm, if you will, if you can call it that. Um, and then the, the the rest of the game was just all all Millwall, really. Yeah, he's a good coach, I think. I just yeah. think he's a, he's a he's a good championship coach, isn't he? Been around for quite a while now, knows what he's doing. Uh, no, Neil Neil just couldn't really react to it. I don't think he had the personnel to react to it that started the game though. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. all came from the team selection that he made. You know, I, I know it was two changes, one, one in force in terms of, of Clark um, for Fisher. But, uh, you know, like you said before, mate, I think three or four changes wouldn't surprise us yesterday. Mm. Uh, we needed I, something I, fresh in the midfield, didn't we? Yeah, I knew it would take a lot out of us. I said that on Thursday night. I said, like, I just knew it would take a lot out of us that game because yeah. it was such a battle. It was such a like, an energy-expensive game. It was... Yeah. yeah, you could you could tell second half we were just we were out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. they probably need this week now to recover because yeah. they've had two very you know energy sapping games in a, in space of four days. Yeah, yeah. So. third game in a week syndrome, and it happens quite a lot with us. I don't well, know if it's because we didn't make any changes from the Wigan game to the Stoke game, and then only two changes from Stoke to yesterday. <laughs> so I know he's I know he's got his critics, but I, I would have you know uh, if Potts is fit, you know just have a little bit of energy about you know yeah. a bit. Of, in there yesterday you know I know he's better away from home but you probably needed that bit of legs yesterday that's going to be up and down you know yeah. and do a job I know yeah. you know footballing wise you know this season he's probably not hit the heights of last season but you know a player like a Potts or you know how it was poor when he came on for me yesterday but someone mm. with a bit of energy about him and a bit of spark yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah I but, think as well that just talking about that third game in a week syndrome there was um can't remember who the other two games were, but last season we had three in a week, and the last one was at home against Forest, and we drew nil nil when Martin O'Neill was in charge. And that that game we just looked again. I think Forest grabbing had maybe a couple of chances, and we were lucky to come away with that uh, with a point last season. So you could maybe point the finger at the manager and say that perhaps. He's not doing enough in those instances to freshen things up a bit. I think he's just, I just, I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because if he if he thinks the players have got enough in him to win the game, he would have scored in the first ten minutes. Could have easily gone on to win the game, couldn't we? So yeah, yeah, yeah. See both sides of it. You know, whilst we want them to make change, well, while in hindsight he probably should have made changes, you you sort of want to stick with the lads that have done well for the past two games. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, you can't, I can't really knock him that much because, and that they, the managers won us the points on, on Wednesday night. He's probably <coughs> won. It was six in the league for God's sake, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In fact, it was it was yeah. when we played Bolton away, Norwich at home, and then Forest at home last season. They if you look, three games. yeah. If you look at the Norwich game, similar sort of game to the Stoke game. So much energy taken out of us in that yeah. game. Yeah. And then it's always a bit of a, it's a bit flat in it. Usually the third game in a week, but mm. it's got a full week to recover now and against a team who can't can't defend for their life. So a little stat as well that I read yesterday: we've not kept a clean sheet at home in five months. That's a long time. 
We don't seem to concede more than one. Obviously, the Middlesbrough game and the Reading game. But recently, I think we've just been conceding like the odd goal. But yeah, it's uh, when you're flat, you, you just need to keep a clean sheet. A lot of them are soft goals as well, off the top of my head. Like Luton, that was a penalty, weren't it, in December? Yeah. yeah. That was a, it was a, a soft goal yesterday because it's preventable. Yeah, Swansea game, similar. Good better yeah. play from Swansea, but still four goals concede, yeah. Even the middle, even the Borough goals, when you look back at them. The Reading ones, look at yeah. look back at them. I mean, you know, giving Charlie Adam the freedom of Philly Preston, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, can't do that. Yeah. But I think he'll be aware, manager, though, that, that's, that we're not keeping clean sheets. Yeah. But we never look, we don't look like we're getting carved open, do we? Just like you say, just soft goals. Yeah. So it's a bit of a concern. I didn't notice that until yesterday, but yeah. I think they're, they're only other, like, obviously when they hit the bar, that came from, a, you know, Ben Davis getting Mistake. caught in session. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a bit unlike him, but end of day. <clears throat> well, he read, he read the bounce of the ball wrong, really, didn't he? Yeah, but we were pissing about with it before yeah. that. No, no, that came from the DJ chance, didn't it? When he when he got the ball in the box and he tried to like dance past the defender and get a shot off, but they cleared it, and the ball up from the clearance was what Davis misread. It bounced over him, and then obviously he, um, went, he went with his Tom right Bradshaw foot. caught him. Yeah, he tried tried to knock it away right with foot. his right foot. Should have gone with his left foot, but Bradshaw was never scoring that anyway, Jake. So yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, well, got a, got a week to recover anyway, which we need. Yeah, I suspect they'll probably get a couple of days off today, tomorrow, back in Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just hope Fisher's back because I think when he's not there, people realise how good he is for us. Yeah. Um, but it's, I know people, I know his, Alex Neil will mention the height and stuff, but it doesn't say much about Rafferty that he can't really start a game. Well, I was going to say we'll we'll we'll, we'll move on to the fullbacks. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of people calling out for Rafferty to to have started at right back. The manager, I don't know if he has in the press after the game, but I suspect his reasons, if he hasn't said it in the press, will have been that Tom Clark is a better um, better in the air than mm. Joe Rafferty. And I think I've seen people saying, well, Joe Rafferty's taller than Tom Clark. Well, yeah, but it's only an inch or two. And you can still be sh- shorter than someone and be better aerially than them. Mm. By the same token, though, if Fisher was fit, he would have started ahead of Clark. Clark's oh, yeah, better in the air. Yeah. Clark's better in the air. So that argument's it's a bit of a daft argument for me. But, um, yeah, Clark... Clark he wasn't really at fault for anything yesterday. He just offered absolutely nothing. Yeah, in terms of, yeah, he just completely limited us. Very narrow on that right hand side yesterday. Yeah, him uh, and Pat don't. Him, him and Pat Bauer aren't good together. You know when they're next to each other. Mm-hmm. For me, not a good part. It's not a good right back centre back partnership. That. Um. Obviously, yesterday Clark worst pass percentage on the pitch. You know, fifty seven percent accuracy. Um, which is there was one time in the first half where it's a simple 10 yard pass and it's gone straight out of play he's trying to hit Barclays' feet and I'm like come on Mm. you know a lot of it's a lot of his balls were long you know looking at the stats it's it's one of them defensively 
I can understand why he's put him there because defensively he did a decent job yesterday. I think it was most clearances, you know, up there with interceptions, up there aerially. I think he had seven aerial duels one yesterday. Yeah. But he just limited us so you know, so much going going forward. Yeah. Despite you know he had the most crosses on the pitch yesterday. He had three crosses. Mm. Only one one was completed. Like you've got wingers out there, and you've got Hughes, who's a better fullback in my opinion. And no one's put a ball into to Nugent, who is someone who needs crosses to be honest to be effective. Yeah. I just that yesterday. Why is your Why is your right back and a centre half by trade? Let's be honest. Yeah. Had the most crosses on the pitch. It's just bloody concerning. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just. It's like we've set up in a way to not actually put crosses into the box. I think yeah. One of the things about playing a back five, if you let them set into position, considering how big they are in the box. It's hard to get effective crosses in if you if you don't do it quick enough in it. Yeah. Um, and he just he just he looks like the first thing Clark does when he gets the ball is look for Bauer every time. Easy pass. Mm. You, you just need you need more ramp. If you compare him to Romeo, absolute massive contrast. Romeo every time, direct and ambitious to get forward. I know he's playing wing back, so it's slightly different, but. Yeah. Just like look like he wanted the ball. Clark never wants the ball, does he? But similar to Huntington position. for me. It's different positions, but similar to Huntington. It just never looks like he wants the ball. I think the difference is with Hunt. Hunt's a centre-half. Uh, you know, has actually played centre midfield. He was a centre midfielder for Yeovil. Yeah. So he can actually play football, Hunt. It's, it's one of the underrated, underestimated things with him. And I mean, when it, when Wesley was there, don't get me wrong, he was told to punt it long. He was told yeah. to get it out of feet to, and, and knock it. But he can actually play. Whereas Clark yesterday, him and Pat, between the, the passing, it didn't look confident. You know, yeah. and, and one of the things that someone told me years ago is you can tell a decent championship player by the way they pass the ball. You know, it's yeah. dr- it's drilled on the floor. It, it's not bobbling everywhere, and it's it's straight to feet. You know, they like how Pearson passes. Yeah. But you look at Clark. You know, even when you're passing it back to Rudd. It's bobbling five or six times, and Woods then having to take a touch, get it out of his feet, get it under control. Mm. It's just, and I think that's the, the difference in level, if that makes sense. Yeah, little details, aren't they? Yeah, and but important, important details. Yeah, and one of the things I would say about Clark is when we signed him in what 2013, he wasn't getting in Huddersfield's team in the Championship at 27, 26, 27 years old at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not actually improved as a right back. And he's now, you know, he started his sixth game, I think it was yesterday, in a team in the top six in the championship. Mm. But he's not actually got any better. Yeah. To be honest, he's lived, you know, and he's, he's probably pretty, a, arguably lost a lot as he's lost well. A, he's lost pace. He's lost. He's lost. He's lost a yard of pace. He's decent in the air. Don't be wrong. Defensively, uh, did he ever really have a yard of pace? <laughs> no, nah, but he definitely had more mobility. He had, yeah. When he's, yeah. He's 32 now. He's not going to be. He's not going to be. Uh, you know, especially when he was. He's a centre half by trade. He's not yeah. going to be giving us much as a right back. It's just. It's just frustrating for me, and I think it highlights mm-hmm. the fact that we, we just a little bit lax daisy in, in the transfer market in both windows in terms of getting a full back in, or whether yeah. that be a left back or a right back. You know, it just shows our our, our strength in depth really is not actually there. Yeah. I think well, just, well. just going back to what you said, Ollie, a couple of minutes ago, it it says a lot about what the manager actually thinks of Joe Rafty if, if he's not starting in his actual position, where he's 
played for years and years. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not particularly a big fan of Rafferty, but are you, mate? No, not really. Never but, guessed that. No, I don't dislike him. I just think he's he limits us like Clark. But yeah. it, it goes back to what Jimmy says. It's just, it's a bit complacent. Is what it is probably from the club. Yeah. Um, if you compare most most teams at this level now have just athletic fullbacks who can get box to box with a lot of energy, and if you don't have that, you're missing quite a lot from from the team. A lot most most teams now rely on fullbacks to get crosses in the box, get up and down the pitch. Yeah. And we're just so narrow sometimes, and it just really limits how we can play. Um, but I would have started Rafferty yesterday. Against Millwall, I think Clark, Clark started probably last four or five games. He's been available against Millwall. Yeah, but he started the first game of the season there, didn't he? It ran. Yeah. It was his fault for the goal because he got he got absolutely turned inside out. He's tied in a knot. Uh, yeah. Left at the den. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, I know everyone points the finger at Wood for the goal because he flapped it into his net. But the, you stop stop the root cause of the cross. Yeah. But yeah, I think we just I think it can be said that. Tom Clark at right back is not going to get you in the top six of the championship, unfortunately. No. Yeah. Is he out of contract in summer? I think he yeah. is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Cool. What's Alan Brown there? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's done that numerous times, hasn't he? I know, a square peg round hole. But... To be honest, I think Alan Brown, if you put him there, I'd have him better than Clark and Rafferty for me. I think it's. I think long term... Especially with the midfield options we've got at the minute, yeah, that's where Alan Brown will probably end up playing for us if he, yeah. if he stays longer than obviously these next five months. I don't uh, think he's particularly lacking anything to play there. No, he's athletic. You'd enough, say defensive he? instinct, wouldn't you? But it's. I think Alan Brown's quite. He, he just knows what he's doing, Alan Brown. I think. He's never he, looked out of place when he's played right back. Yeah. For me, I think he's just, he's always looked all right. He's not don't be wrong. He's not anything special there, but he's yeah. he, you know I think it's one of those where it gives us then more options in the midfield, whether that be Harrop or Gallagher, yeah. um, to to actually be able to influence the game better, and it gives you that bit of athleticism, yeah, to to actually get up and down the pitch that Clark just didn't do yesterday, and if yeah. he did do, then it it didn't work. Yeah, I I'd, I I'd, rate Clark, uh, Alan Brown there. Whenever he's played, I've been quite impressed. But they just have to hope that Fisher's nothing serious. But if it's a similar injury to the one at Derby, then it might be a bit of an issue. Yeah, Seds put on um, yesterday about it something about his nerve and his hamstring he'd felt during the week. Yeah, I think that's the same. It's the same injury, I think, as what as what he had against Derby in I think it was November. At least it means um, he can't get. A week, that's all. Yeah, looking at that side. Yeah, I think Pearson's one game away from two games. Yeah, he's, up he's up to nine, which is concerning. Yeah. So yeah. especially with the stuff coming up, he can't get, but he cannot get booked on Saturday. Yeah. Need him well, against West Brom. Need him against Fulham. It's what Hull on Saturday, then West, West Brom. Brom and Fulham. So yeah. would you? What would you? What would you prefer there? Because I suspect if you look, if you looked at the next five games, we've got Hull, West Brom, Fulham, QPR, Luton. Well, you uh, hope he gets booked in the Fulham who game. Who do we play? Yeah. Then, Fulham game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, even if he's out at Fulham game. And I think the amnesty, the amnesty is after 37 games. Or we have 33 now. Is that for 10 bookings as well? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 
So yeah. I think if he gets if he goes four games without a yellow, then obviously it doesn't matter. But um, I mean, he can do yeah. it. He's just gone six, which was the joint best in his it was a career. Stupid, it was a stupid one on yesterday. Yeah. It, it, it didn't have to make. It didn't have to go for that. I don't think. It was no. It was never going to get to it. It was never going to get no. there. No, he was miles off, wasn't he? He's just lost went, his head, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Tired, tired challenge that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to stop, he wanted to stop him. So Pearson, same with DJ's booking. Yeah. yeah. Tired. Yeah, Pearson looked tired yesterday. I thought, but well, it's been an unbelievable form, Manny, last month or so. Um, obviously the the booking on Wednesday night, you could understand why he's a bit pissed off, to be honest. Um, yeah, of course you can. But, I think looking back at that, you know, he's probably looking to out pitch the way he Yeah, yeah he Well, he's, he's, I think he's probably got booked for stopping the quick free kick, hasn't he? Uh, maybe, but they, it should, they should have been two red cards, probably. They could have easily been two red cards for yeah. McLean and Pearson, but yeah, he's on, he's on nine now, so. Just he on does... that, just on that McLean thing, isn't karma a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what? Couldn't happen to a nicer person. <laughs> how long's he out for? Because it's his knee, isn't it? They've not said how long he's out for, but I've had four to six weeks. But yeah, not... you'd imagine it'd be a while. Yeah, not long enough is the answer. Imagine him in a team with Joe Garner, Ben Pearson, um, Jordan Hugill, Darnell Fisher. Just on Hugill, I think he scored again yesterday. So yeah, he did. Keep going, big Jordan. If you're listening. him. He's going to put it out there that he's probably not. Well, he's going to get to 15 goals, isn't he? So I'll be delighted. I think Just what. Another uh, one that we should have looked at bringing him back. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I thought, yeah, Nugent did all right yesterday, first 20, but just never looks like he's going to score a goal to me as a striker. He worked hard, but, you yeah. know, Michael, Michael Keane worked hard. Yeah. I mean,. He just him against the back three is just not going to work at all. Mm. You know, you want to you got to play someone up with him if you if you're playing against the back three, yeah. at least play someone near him because mm. there was no one within five ten yards of him at, at all yesterday. I felt a bit sorry for him because he worked hard, but he was toothless. And you know, you know, he's just he tired quite him. quickly as well, didn't he? Yeah, he should have been brought off ten minutes before he did. Yeah, and it's a you know it's a poor miss the one you know the follow up from DJs. Yeah, it's a good chance. He snapped at it, hadn't he? Yeah, he could have took a touch. Yeah. Well, when it fell to him, you never thought anything else was going to happen, did you? Oh, no. That that was never hitting the net for me when it fell to him. Well, the guy scored a a six-inch out tapping. That's all he's done this season in terms of goals. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like... And missed another sitter. Yeah. So Earlier on in the season, wasn't it? Yeah. It's not like he's in great... You know, he influenced the game Wednesday night and... Like I said on Thursday, 20 minutes cameo in terms of influencing the game. Yeah, absolutely, you can do that. Yeah. Mm. Being, being your main <clears> number nine <throat> striker, no. Yeah, I think it's two goals in 50 now at championship level, something like that. So Not good enough for a team that's serious about going up. Yeah, which is why when you look at it, when I think Neil said yesterday we need to reflect on where we are. When you look at it, it's unbelievable where we are. Mm-hmm. When when you go through when you go through some of the options and stuff, what are we three points behind Fulham? Yeah, I think it just no. shows how open the league is, though, doesn't it? It's closed up behind us. Yeah, it's closed. Yeah, up, it has. 
We didn't really lose much ground on the teams above us, but yeah, it's uh, Blackburn won, didn't they, again yesterday, so... Yeah, there's only Leeds in the top six at one. Yeah. Crazy, crazy league. We really need to win next Saturday. Yeah, we do. Um, we'll come on to that in part two anyway. Yeah, I think brew time, boys. Yeah, sound. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we're going to look at um, our home form and our away form seeming to have switched around. And we've got a couple of quickfire questions for Jimmy and Ollie. And then we'll look ahead to Hull City. Uh, yeah, our, our home form start of the season was brilliant. And our away form start of the season was absolutely pants. Yeah. We're unbeaten in our last six away from home. And... Uh, it would have been great if I'd have looked at our home form recently, wouldn't it? One, one of five. Yeah. Yeah, we beat Charlton 2-1 from the last. Two, two defeats before it, one draw after it, and then obviously lost yesterday. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, these, are, these kind of runs, you can either put it down to coincidence or you could argue that we've been focusing so much on the away form that the home form's dropped off. You could argue that our actual home form was based on quite a lot of luck in the earlier part of the season. Yeah. Or you could put it a, a, a bit of both, a bit of everything. I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree too much with the home form. Like the Stoke City games, just one that stands out. You know, Butland team massive errors. Don't get me wrong, Stoke weren't very good, but it was two huge errors from Jack Butland that gifted us two goals, really. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the management team will be looking at it as a concern in terms of home and away form looking at it separately because end of the day it's about form and consistency combined yeah um, yeah don't be wrong from a fan's point of view it, we want to win our own games and want to uh, i suppose get the points on the board you know especially in, in home games but i think the management will be going to win every game regardless if it's home or away um, yeah i think teams are coming here now with a different game plan than what they probably were 12 months ago in the Championship. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Are sitting, teams are sitting behind the ball. I mean, Millwall yesterday out of shape, 10 men behind the ball. Yeah. You know, it was difficult to break down. Reading were the same. Middlesbrough were the same. You know, Charlton for long spells, very similar. You know, especially yeah. one apiece. You know, they, they Luton sat- as well. Yeah, so teams, I, I don't think it's a case of us being poor at home because... Quite often we've not been. I just don't think we've had the answers all the time to be able to break down teams when they come in and just parking the bus. And yeah. I think that's a you know from a management team point of view, I'm guessing that they'll be looking at, at ways and means to breaking teams down. And I think that's why the early goal has been quite crucial for us in terms of games. Yeah. Because then teams have got to then come and attack you, and then that's when we can pick them off and on the counter and and actually open the game up a little bit. Um. Away from home, I suppose it's role reversal and we're trying to play on the counter and trying to soak up pressure mm. and actually be able to, you know, and especially Wednesday night is a prime example of that, soak it up for an hour and then bang, 
you know, two goals. It's, it's inverted. So I don't think it's a case of us playing poorly at home because I don't generally think we are doing. I think we're just not coming up with the answers. Mm. Yes, yesterday it's hard. I think. Well, I, 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 but even yesterday, we just not. I won't say I won't say we were poor yesterday. I just thought no. there are some games you just you just got to say the opposition were better. Yeah. Uh, they came with a game plan and stuck to it. You know, yeah. they stuck behind the ball and they were effective going forward. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think you can really criticise them massively yesterday. Yeah, mm. they, were, they were poor. Don't get me wrong in terms of where they set the benchmark in terms of recent games. But yeah. you can't. You, sometimes you just have to take your hat off and say, yeah. beaten by the better team. Yeah, I always think a lot of PE fans forget there's two teams that play the game in it. Yeah. So there's yeah. two there's two teams competing. You sometimes yeah. you just have to respect the opposition, don't you? And they were good. Yeah, they were so, good. They're probably one of the best teams I've seen deep down this season. Yeah. Man City and Man City aside especially, but you know, there's not been many better that have come and actually took the game to us as well. They went to solos yesterday, you know, yeah. especially you know, attacking wise. They actually mm-hmm. they actually attacked in numbers and there's not been many sides this season that's come to deep down and done that. So you know yeah. what, I think just I don't think there's an issue with home and away form, as, you know, as such, in terms of obviously home form being poor and away form being great, I think it's you've just got to look at the situations of what we're actually playing against. Mm. And you could say, yeah, we've got an issue creatively at home, potentially. And does that mean playing the likes of Harrop more or playing a different, slightly different shape to, you know, get Harrop DJ, you know, it, on the ball more, get the ball in attacking areas better? But you you play with one up front and you you either playing Maguire, Barkey or Nugent up front at the minute. Stott is not getting a look in, which I find a little bit. I don't have probably gone with him yesterday over Nugent, but yeah, I'm not I'm not paid the money that Alex Neal is. So well, would, w- yeah, if you look what, at the last, just while you've touched on that, one of the uh, one of the quick fire questions is about Stockley. So oh, okay, I bet someone's not get your thinking caps on. I think uh, if you, if you take home and away form together, the last eight games, um, only Brentford, Bristol City, and Birmingham have got more points than us. We've we've got 33 points from 17 games at home, which is still the best, still the best in the league. Do you think then people just need to look at it more as our form as a whole, as opposed to splitting it into home and away form, and wor- not, just, sorry, and not worrying about the perceived issues that we I'm have not, I don't know I think if you look at the championship I think the average win percentage is something like 40% 30, 35-40% of all games so home, is this home games or no just general but when right, you look yeah. at it when you I've just I think so we've just said one win in five at home that can happen it, it can happen that it's it's quite normal for, for stuff like that to happen mm-hmm. over a and, season and I think we are still sat at the top of the home form table. We are. I'm looking at now. Season as well. 33 points from 17 games, so two points a game at home. Um, Which, when you look at some of the sides in the league, that's not a bad record. I yeah, think it's, I mean, it's a bit like the league this season, though. It's that open that anybody mm. can beat anyone, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it it's just so tight, and I think. Obviously, before these three wins in a row, we were probably in the bottom six in terms of points away from home. If we win 
our next away game, which obviously a massive ask in itself. But if we win that, one, two, three, we'll be seventh in the away table all season. So yeah, well, at one point we were bottom five or something like yeah. that, bottom six. So the the turnaround is. We've not been. I don't think we've particularly set up that differently away as to what we have been at home. No. Um, it's, it's hard to put your finger on. Obviously, teams. It's more what the opposition do. Teams like, like Millwall yesterday played a flat five in defence. Obviously, took the game to us, but settled with a back five. Middlesbrough came here, settled with a back five. I think Reading might have done the same. Um, obviously, Swansea were a bit more. Not expansive, but they didn't set up as defensively. Obviously, it was a 1-1. And then I think Charlton came, played a back five as well, if I remember correctly. Um, So you're seeing it a lot more now. We're probably one of the only teams in the league who never goes to a back five. Um, I remember with with Seds and and John Kelly and a few others, I asked about a team's, team's working us out a little bit at home and actually coming with a game plan just to stop us. And I think that's been the case. Because... You know, the teams are just, they're, they're, you know, forgive the phrase, but parking the bus, you know, and, and they're quite happy to come to the and get a point. If yeah. they can hit one on the counter-attack, if they can get a ball over the top that we misread or they can exploit us, then they're happy to do that. Yeah. And to be fair, it's no worse than what we do away from home every week. No. Week. So, look, we've just got to come up with an idea of how, how to break these teams down and do something a little bit differently whilst maintaining you know, a strong defensive aspect. So, yeah, I don't think there's an issue as such at home, but we've just got to, just got to score goals again. Yeah, yeah, I think rather than being negative about the home form, it's probably just be positive about the away form. Yeah, it's been brilliant, hasn't it? Yeah, three wins in a row and then three draws before that. So, you can't really ask for much more at the minute away. If you think back to the Rovers game as well, when Neil pretty much probably for the first time in his time here admitted that he was just settling for a point mm. from that point on away from home we've we've not really looked back have we yeah nothing wrong with that anyway is there no um like we've just said people come yeah. to deep people set up at Deepdale to try and get you would imagine at least a point and like jimmy said if they can nick a goal on the break or something like that then happy days for them um, play to your strengths yeah. That's, that's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think the only thing I'd say is this is probably nothing to do with it, but since Bowden got injured, we've just been lacking that different option, I think, at home. Even though we weren't playing that well before his injury. Barky, Barky Maguire, Sinclair, and then Sockley or Nugent are basically, and obviously Harrop, you're relying on them every week mm. to break to break a team down. Um so it's probably probably more of a coincidence than anything to do with that, but we just look a bit stale, stale at times. Bowden off is just something a bit different, doesn't he? Yeah. And then obviously sent Ginelli out on loan, who was never going to play anyway, but probably need a bit more. Probably need a bit more from Saint Clair. Well, again, we'll we'll move on to the quick fire questions. Um, so as with last week, I'll ask. Was it just you, Ollie, last Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, I'll listen listen to it. Yeah, so basically, thirty seconds to answer. I'll ask. I can, I can. It's up to you two. I can either ask you one question each, so the same question each, or I can ask one question to Ollie and one question to Jimmy. 
Yeah, just do a different one each. Yeah, cool. So, question one for you, Ollie. I think you'll like this one. Who's it from? So, this one's from Charles Parker, who is oh, yeah. at CCPB59 on Twitter. If anyone wants to go and give him a follow, good old Charles. Right, so, the question is, why isn't Stockley being used more? And you can go in three, two, one, go. Hi, Charles. Um I think the reason is quite simple. Alex Neil doesn't really trust him to carry out what he wants from his striker. If you look at the games he's started, we've not played particularly well. He doesn't press. He lacks mobility. Obviously, you could argue he could have started yesterday against a more physical team, but the way we've been playing, and I think, to be fair, it's paid off for Neil. If you look at our recent form, with more mobility and fluidity, Stockley's just a tree. <laughs> What a way to end. I've got a knack for that. You have. Bang on 30 again. Um, yeah, so hopefully that's answered your question, Charles. Stockley is basically a tree. And that's why you need to spend more on a striker than just a League <clears> 2 <throat> buyout close at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, someone what, like Jordan Hugo? Uh, someone who's just got a bit of mobility. Hugo's the dream, but... Unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, right, cool. Jimmy? Yeah. Your question comes from Michael Farrer, who is at Potomos, P-O-T-O-M-O-S on Twitter. And he says, what are your thoughts on Scott Sinclair? And you can go in three, two, one, go. Um, Very tough to answer this one, actually. Lee's touches on the pitch yesterday. Um, Seemed to go a little bit missing in the past two games. However has got a spark of quality about him that I don't think every player is on the same wavelength with at the moment. Um, you could probably say likes a DJ, Pearson, the lads who played Premier League football or have been a Premier League footballer or have the potential to be are probably on the same wavelength as him. Mm. Definitely got potential. However, I just think he's gone a little bit missing in recent weeks. Um, so, yeah, the jury is still out to say the least. Yeah, the jury's out on your timekeeping as well. That was 40 seconds. Sorry, mate. I'll um, give you that. I'll give you that. It's fine. It's fine. Um, that used to be on time. That's fine. Yeah, you were early today. <laughs> Don't get used to that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully that answered those two questions for the askers. And yeah, before we finish, we'll look ahead to the whole City game. I would say it's probably not going to be easy, but what game at this level is easy. Um, yeah. But arguably, on paper, it is probably one that we should be winning. Yeah, I've got a pet hate, which is when people say a game is a must-win game. But this is probably as close to a must-win game for me as we've had all season. Um, Considering the timing as well. Yeah, I think if you look at the two games after that, the one thing for me, I love Alex Neil, but when we lose a game, we don't tend to win the next game for whatever reason. But Well... If there was a just, home game that you'd want, it'd probably be Hull at the minute. Just, yeah, just, just, just to count that, we lost to Millwall, then we won the next game against Wigan. We lost to Swansea, won the next game, and we're unbeaten then for eight games, nine games. And then we lost to Reading, drew the next one, so yeah, we didn't win that. But then we're unbeaten in four. Uh, yeah. And then we had that awful run of four back-to-back wins. Losses, even. Yeah. I think last season was similar as well. Um Especially at the end of the season, last season, we were... Yeah, 
we were really poor. I don't think it can read too much into the end of last season, though, because we absolutely we've yeah. fallen off a cliff, haven't we? Really, in terms of form, you know, the the Neil to West Brom situation affected us, and and then you started that donut in net last three games and can't concede, you know, <laughs> can't concede less than three goals a game. I so, actually forgot about him, you know. I've not. Um, <laughs> he probably wishes I had forgot about him, but it's not surprising Hudson's been on the bench last two games. Yeah. Um, so well, he's, he's allegedly been ill, hasn't he? The key word being allegedly. Yeah, impersonator footballer probably. Um, but yeah, that's it's, it's one of them, isn't it? So I, I don't think. I, I think Hull's a perfect game for us, and if you want to finish in the top six in this championship, you've got mm. to be beating Hull at home. Yes. Yeah. So that with the form they're in, the amount of goals conceding, you know, this is a game you need to be attacking them and. They've conceded, I think it's 16 goals from set pieces if you include penalties this season. So I'd be putting Galley straight in there because yeah. defensively they're weak. You know, they're yeah. not fit in the air. It's probably, it might even be a game for the tree, you know, in terms of a bit of presence up there. Mm. Um, but Yeah, uh, I'd, the, the way I'd describe Hull's defence is probably just weak. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've um, conceded 17 goals in eight games since the new year. Yeah, obviously, what was it, 4-4 on Friday night, was it? 4-4 on Friday night, Brentford yeah. put five past them, Rovers put three past them, three in seven minutes, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, a bit for McCann, because I think he's he was doing a decent job, and then obviously, out of his control, he's had his two top scorers taken away from him. Yeah. yeah. Contributed 22 goals out there, 46 or 47 so far this season. So, yeah, I think... It's a bit of a- Bit of a kick in the balls, isn't it, if you're the manager? Yeah, his hands are tied, aren't they, really, now? Mm. I know we've got Madison and... Who's the lad called? Is it Wilkes? Yeah, Mallet Wilkes. Mallet Wilkes, but, yeah, I think they're they're not going to be able to replace the quality of Jared Bowen and and Grzycki. No. Um, So, yeah, I I know you don't like the saying, Ollie, but for me, this is a must-win game if you're a championship team. For me, I'd agree. I'd go as far as saying it's the most must-win game of the season so far. But well, we according, get... according to our far fan base, we've had about ten already. Yeah, exactly, and we've not won some of those, but we're still in top six contention. Do you know what I mean? So but we're still but, sixth. Yeah, but we got we got away with it on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we did. Hundred percent. Yeah. If we don't yeah. win on Saturday, we're not going to get away with it again on on the weekend. Nah. Um, there's a, there's only so long that this can carry on, can't isn't there? I mean, well, it, I wouldn't say I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this can carry on because it's only been one game, hasn't it? But no, I mean, there's only so long that we can fail to get a result and results go our way. Yeah, well, both yeah. games this week, but so Wednesday night obviously winning. We were only two, you know one of two teams in the top six to win. There's only mm. one team in the top six that's won at weekend. That ain't going to carry on because someone they're going to start picking up form again. Yeah, so, yeah. You look at that, you know, some of the teams in the top six have two maybe three games without a win now you know yeah. they're not going to stay in the top six they're either not going to stay in the top six for long or they're going to start winning again yeah. so um, I'd probably put a sizable chunk that they're going to start winning again rather than falling off the cliff yeah um, I think I, for I, me it's more a mentality thing well obviously it's all about the points at this stage of the season but if you don't beat Hull you go into West Brom and Fulham and you need you need something from, from those games if you, if you get zero points from those six Things probably look quite difficult. 
So it's as much to give us a bit of breathing space on Saturday as anything. Yeah. And because you've just got to beat Hull, you've just got to beat them now. Yeah. Without without the two, obviously they beat us four 0 but without the two danger men now, they're a, they're a shadow of the, of the former team they were. When you look at the team we put out that night as well, and it wasn't great either. So yeah. it's a it's a completely different game. I don't think we can read anything into the the away game because you know we were decimated with injuries that night. Yeah. You know, it's one of them we end up playing. You know, finishing with DJ at left back for God's sake, just to give yeah. us a bit of balance. So you know, I don't think we're going to get ourselves into that situation. Hopefully on Saturday. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do an Ollie and ask you two for your score predictions for the whole game. Three 0 Ollie. One one. Ooh, I got two 0 Listen, out. If we're drawing against Hull at home, then we don't deserve to be in top six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, saying that, well, obviously you can you can probably switch whole season into two halves, can't you? Before before they sold Grzycki and Bowen. But I think they've beat have they beat Fulham, drawn at Brentford, and then drawn at Forest, I think. So but they're obviously they're a different team now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's as close to a must win as 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 I'd say it is. They've lost three centre backs as well, haven't they? all twinkle injuries. Yeah, yeah apparently they've got quite a few coming back this week. Though I was watching on Sky at the week uh, on Friday night, and they were saying, I think it was Grant McCann or a couple of the players that were being interviewed on the pitch said that they reckon there'll be three or four players back this week from from injury. Yeah, well they had nine out, didn't they? In terms, I think of... I think they had twelve at one point. Yeah. So, but I think it's um, the centre half they bought in January. Tough He's out this season. Is that him? Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, they bought him in the summer, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? But there's Lee Hart. Is it Lee Hart or Eric the captain? Yeah, Herbie Kane. They're both out the out for the season. Yeah, um, Herbie Kane's a good player. So. Yeah, he's a big loss for him. Yeah, and lad, they, they bought someone in January and he's out already for the season. Um, there's another lad, Bowler, the winger, who's out for two months as well. He's Looked a decent player, so. So yeah. Everton didn't they in the summer? Yeah, I think we were. I think we were interested in him actually. Um, yeah, they got Tommy's. They got Lopez, Andy. Obviously, they signed Madison. From Mal- from Peterborough. Malik Wilkes as well. Yeah, Malik Wilkes. Um, so they've got. I'd say they got some players who are good on the day, dangerous on the day. Um, they got McGinnis up front, who's always a bit of a handful, but never looks like scoring. Jackson Irving's always been a decent player. Scored um, two against us the other season, didn't he? Yeah. Um, George Honeyman as well, who's always been looked decent to me. So they have got some all right. They've just got some all right championship players, I'd say. Um, but in terms of options, they're, they're looking quite limited, aren't they? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Especially with the, with the team we can put out on paper as well. Uh, they've just conceded four goals at home, haven't they? So yeah, you've got to kick on, really. And you've got if you go and get a big win, it makes a statement, especially with um, the games on Saturday as well. Obviously, Fulham playing Derby on Friday night, and then Bristol City playing someone else in the top six on Saturday as well. So just give us a bit of breathing space going into two tough away games. Yeah. Well, I've just seen that apparently the whole squad are out in Manchester tonight. Um, so hopefully they have a good night. 
get a bit of rest tomorrow and then back in training. Mm. Yeah. Bit of team team bonding and all that. At least I've been given a couple of days off. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think Alex Neal is quite sensible, stuff like that, isn't he? You'd like to think he would be, like having been a player himself as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've just got the fixtures up. Derby are playing Fulham. Brentford, Blackburn. Obviously, Blackburn been on a good run. And um, Bristol City, West Brom. So it'd be a decent chance for us to get three points and try and kick on a little yeah. bit. Yeah, hopefully put a bit of a gap between us and Bristol City as well if West Brom beat them. Yeah. We just need Rovers to get beaten win on Saturday and be fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Before we finish then, uh, we've got the second instalment of our new music section. And this week we have a band made up of two brothers and North End fans from Preston called The Juice. Uh, their debut single, Rip It Up, was rele- released late last year and has had airplay on BBC Radio Lancashire and has led to gigs in Camden, Manchester and also at Roper Hall in Preston. If anyone wants to go and watch them, they're playing at the Ferret on March the 7th. The next single, At Times, was released on the 7th of February and you can stream it on all major streaming platforms and you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for The Juice Music. So without further ado, and thank you very much to you two boys for your time. It's been, uh, it's been Cheers, a pleasure lads. as always. Um, here is At Times by The Juice to play out the pod. Enjoy. Says I'm okay, so I'm fine with that. I guess I'll be alright. The crutches on the feelings coming back to me, even when it all seemed black. Yeah, you know it's alright at times. Just don't leave me here all alone We're crossing bridges we haven't discovered yet Let's take things nice and slow well, My brain is moving faster than the speed of light Let's see how far this goes Yeah, you know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times Just don't leave me here all alone When the walls are closing in Sing or swim When the walls are closing in Do you lose or win? Yeah, you know it's alright at times You know it's alright 
grounds Just don't leave me here all alone Just don't leave me here all alone Just don't leave me here 